And I didn't want to be a doctor. I'd seen my dad's life and that was not my scene. I definitely didn't want to be a dentist who had amazing resumes, um, amazing technical skills, but they would lack the ability to communicate and stop comparing. We yeah. have a tendency to compare. You know, you should be like your Massey's son or your... Hello and welcome to another super duper fantastic episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. This is a place where talent meets coffee. Our talent today is talent genius or genius talent. Tell you why? Because she is one of those prominent women here in Silicon Valley who creates genius kids. Her organization is called Genius Kids. But hey, I'm not going to stop here. She is also a motivational speaker, an activist, a woman empowerment leader and a book author. My most favorite because I'm an author and I see myself in her and I see herself in me. So, you know, I, I can go on and on with this list, but I got to stop because I don't want to delay any more before I invite her onto the stage. Today we have with us Renu Dhillon, one of the legendary Silicon Valley women leaders. She's been to the House of Lords. She's been there, done that. She's one of the most commonly known sought after leaders in the youth education empowerment uh, segment as well. So without further ado, Renu, welcome to Pitch Cafe podcast. What an honor. What an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, I hope I can meet up to all those expectations that you just introduced me by. Um, <laughs> but your words are very kind. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. So Renu, I, I just gave a list of all those hats which you've worn as I introduced you. But who is Renu Dillon really? Who is she? Is she a teacher, an activist, an author? Or is she just a girl, very simple at heart and she's got these amazing dreams? Or is she a change maker? Who is Renu Dillon? Who is the woman behind this aura? I just consider myself as Renu, you know, I'm Renu Dillon and uh, I have always been like this since I was a child, I've never changed. Uh, my mom always tells me, when are you going to change? And I said, mom, it's a little late now with all the grey hair, silver grey hair, it's hard to change. Um, I've always been like this since I was a little child, I've always spoken my mind, never feared anything in life and I do what I want to do and I live life on my terms. And of course, you know, uh, as you go along in life, your experiences will mold you in certain ways and, and make you better as you mm -hmm. get older and, and every day you get better. But I think this is me and I've never changed. And even those friends of mine, I was recently on a trip to Kenya and I met with some friends after 41 years and wow. they said the same thing. They said, <laughs> I haven't changed one bit. <laughs> so yes, I'm the same Renu. And um, I think I'm, I wear many hats, you know, I am a, I'm a mom. I'm a, a daughter and I'm a friend. Uh, I'm a sister to so many people. Um, I'm a teacher to so many children. I hope I'm a inspiration to many, but I really just want to be me. I never try to be anybody else. I just want to be Renu and a better version of Renu every day. Yeah, you know, I have to share this with you. It's, I'll tell you why this is a celebrity moment. The first time when I took my daughter Genius Kids there was an issue with get, uh, her getting placed there because it was sold out. And then I went again the second time 
and then we had an issue logistically you know for dropping off and picking her up then i stood there for one second and i said whoever this person is who has created this ecosystem i must meet her someday and here i am doing a podcast with you i must thank my stars but really i have to ask you this question what is your motivation behind starting genius kids you know in silicon valley in such a competitive landscape something so tender and yet something so uh, amazing you building amazing kids what was your motivation So you know it goes back to many things um by by career in education I'm a pharmacist I'm not even a teacher or an educator I'm a pharmacist okay. <laughs> um I come from a family where uh, my dad was a doctor he's retired now he's a very well known practitioner and he was a politician very active in the town of Mombasa Kenya where I grew up mm-hmm. and uh, when I was growing up and I remember at about 12 or 13 I my dad asked me he said well you know well, what have you decided you want to be and I wanted to be an actress and it was a big taboo to say acting and my dad said absolutely not you are going to choose either dentistry medicine medicine or pharmacy because i was very good at sciences and i didn't want to be a doctor i'd seen my dad's life and that was not my scene i definitely didn't want to be a dentist mm-hmm. um so i said well i guess easy route is a pharmacist so i opted for that and um if i could turn the clock back i would probably change that but i went on to do pharmacy and uh, thought my life was going to be in england as a pharmacist and uh, but when i got married my journey brought me here and on this journey when i came here my first husband was in the franchising food business so i just got into that by default and that was franchise food business i learned the franchising business there and then after that i became a single mom so i guess just life you know, the fact that i had to raise my children on my own and i had to pay bills you know i just took me to different paths and travels so i've done everything i've uh, done you know franchising with subway sandwiches um i've run skincare salons around a very successful marriage bureau i did many things but in this whole journey of anything and everything that i did i would meet people who were not confident mm. and i would always meet people who had amazing resumes um amazing technical skills but they would lack the ability to communicate and whether i was meeting them professionally or i was meeting them personally so whether i was hooking people up through matchmaking or i was uh, rec- you know placing them in recruiting positions because i was a recruiter as well um i always found that that was one commonality many adults were lacking the social skills the necessary social skills and i grew up where in a little town where there were not many enrichment activities so my mom put me at the age of 3 into drama and elocution which is what uh, there was a little british theater club in a town that we grew up and it wasn't called public speaking it was called elocution and uh, being a very talkative very naughty girl my mom thought that that would probably change me or improve me a little bit and uh, so i've never had the fear of speaking in front of people and never had the fear of communication so i wondered why all these adults were struggling and i realized that the secret is start them young we spend so much time focusing on academics yeah especially you know we're indian i'm indian you're indian as an asian community our whole focus is academics academics that we forget the soft skills are so critical yeah, and yeah. so i felt you know what in my journey of being a single mom i struggled to find good preschools for my children where they could not only learn but also learn things that i would not be able to do at home mm-hmm. and i was didn't want to pay top dollar for people to play with my children i said you know give me a center where they can do things that i as a parent cannot do 
and one of that is public speaking and communication mm-hmm. so um that's where the idea of genius kids came and actually genius kids started only to teach public speaking and science mm-hmm. but it became so popular that by default it just grew into a preschool a pre-k a kindergarten and here we are after school and 21 years later here we are um so it was a vision across the dining table with my two daughters and my uh, husband my remarried and my second husband that turned into what it is today so it's a family it's a family idea it's a, it's a genius of four minds across the table <laughs> so um such yeah. an incredible story i agree with everything you say you know public speaking is the most underrated a subject and reno i i have a 9 year old give me one advice about raising her confident because i know you're a book author you've recently released a book raising confident kids give me one advice what is the one biggest takeaway from the book the one biggest takeaway from my book it's called raise confident children is i talk about the 13 important soft skills you need to instill in your child to become that confident leader and mm-hmm. one thing i talk about there is you want to be a parent but most importantly first you want to be their coach your yeah. child should be able to come to you at no matter what age whether they're 2 9 15 20 50 60 70 doesn't matter the parent should be there as the first stop or the first call for what they want and if you can be a parent coach and instead of pulling them down lifting them up every time and you know stop correcting them we all have a habit we want our children to be the best but what do we do we correct them all the time you know and we wonder why children use the word no first i mean a toddler says no first because that's all we tell them right no don't touch this no don't touch that so let's stop being controlling parents yeah. um let's stop trying to determine which path they should take we have no right on that you know as children our body has produced life but we have no right on that life yes you know, our body was a vehicle to have life but yeah. we have no right on that life that child has to find their own path and it may not be the path that you want them to take yes so i'm not saying let them lose and i'm not saying let them do whatever they want you want to obviously guide them but be their coach when they make a mistake it's okay yeah nobody can be 100% why should you be 100% and stop comparing we yeah. have a tendency to compare you know you should be like your mussy's son or your so and so's daughter or this and that no let them be them so when you asked me in the beginning of the podcast you said who are you i'm reenu and i want to be reenu and i want to be a better version of reenu every day I don't want to be you and you don't want to be me. We want to be ourselves but we want to improve every day and you need to be that coach to teach them how to improve. And that's my best advice to parents. Well, I think your parents are also your coach. You go to them even now. And I go to my parents even now. Yes. <laughs> I do. Now my parents came from old school. They are still very much traditional parents, very strict, you know. I mean, I can't talk back to my dad even now even at 61 years old i don't dare talk back to him and uh, forget using a cell phone when i'm sitting with him it's just unheard of my dad will not tolerate it <laughs> and i still have that fear you know of my father but um we don't want to grow up with fear fear yeah. is not the way to raise kids we yeah. have to have communication and it all boils down to communication vida it's all about communicating and in anything whether it's your personal relationship with your spouse your teacher yeah. your family it's not what you say it's how you say it yeah. that using the correct language is so important because once the wrong words come out of your mouth and the child hears that they will remember that the rest of their life so that is so important to really choose the right words 
and then I, teach them how to do the same thing yes yes no i i agree with you words are they have certain frequencies and they embed in people and they come back to you what you throw out come comes back to you the same vibe you know, it does it does <laughs> theory of law of attraction uh, <laughs> yes. that what it boils down to now uh, i want to ask you you know you you have done so many businesses uh, i am literally amazed and the scale of it from a small franchise to large you know scaling business thriving business and you you know you launched a book that's one kind of business i'm a book author i know that you're a motivation speaker and you you did lots of things like a food franchise what are the successful traits for a you know for a business leader for a successful business leader more so a successful woman business leader what are some of the traits you think are important so i want to take the word woman out of it um <laughs> because a business leader is a business leader you know and i really feel that when you have a vision it's you should follow your dreams and what we have a tendency to do now i'll bring the woman part into it as women what do we have the tendency to do we always want endorsements from others we don't need endorsements you know you can ask an opinion of a few people but even they may not agree with you had i i asked three people three of my friends when i was opening genius kids who i thought were my friends um if i should open childcare and all three of them said oh my god absolutely not it's the worst thing you could possibly do i'm glad i didn't listen to them because i found out later they were all opening childcare that's why they didn't want me in it uh-huh. um so don't you know investigate do your homework but if you have that strong feeling and women's intuition is very strong yes when you know you want to do something and you love what you do you'll be successful anyway now your idea of success may be different from somebody else somebody's idea of success is to maybe make millions of dollars and somebody's ideas of success is to be successful with children and to make an impact and for me success is determined by what i enjoy doing and i want to be in a business that's gratifying and you know just before literally just before uh, this podcast i got an invitation from a student that i have taught i mean he must be he's graduating in from high school now i probably haven't seen him for 12 13 years but his parents have remembered me and they've sent me an invitation for his graduation because he's wow. heading out into an ivy league and they want me to come there and uh, be acknowledged for being his first teacher now if you can remember that after 13 or 14 years then you know what i don't think there could have been a better better yes. career for me than anything else Absolutely. and today one of our students uh, got selected uh, one out of 15000 students as a national merit scholarship winner i mean you know and i reached out to the mom to congratulate him they still remember us and he still remembers us so if you can do that then you know you've really done something and for me that's success yeah it's not the monetary that is success so what's the secret for success never give up and mm-hmm. also be willing to sometimes accept the things did not work out yes. and maybe change your path a little bit you know yeah. you have to change direction all the time you have to change and it's not about competition or anything you just always have to have new ideas to change the pandemic has changed the lives of so many people we have to change we yeah. all have to change and we have to change the roots and the way we think and how we're going to function now same thing your business as business owners if you just stay in one track you're never going to succeed you have to be able to be open to change and be open to listening to young people and their ideas as well and so i think uh, keeping an open mind and never giving up two yeah. two things yeah i like the way you started you know take the word women out and yeah. seek validation never give up and consider failures as points of correction rather than dwelling on it 
and pulling yourself down. Amazing. No, I, I don't like to use the word failure. I think everything is a life experience, yes. right? Yes. You know, I sometimes hear people that have come out of bad marriages. Yes. You haven't failed. It was just an experience in life. And life is a lesson of humility. That's what life is. Yes. You just have to keep going on and take every experience. But if you don't learn from that experience, yeah. then you're not doing the right thing. Take every single experience and learn from it, whether it's positive or negative, and then move on. Wow. You know, one of the things which fascinated me about you, you know, even the photograph, which was, uh, you know, on the internet, you were at the house of Lords and gosh, you, you were like, like a vision, you know, that picture, I just behold it. Uh, you know, when I was looking, looking at that, I was like, what was the whole experience like? Wonderful experience. Um, I've been invited there to, uh, to receive an NRI award. And um, the topic was about women empowerment. Um, they asked me to speak. And actually what I spoke about is a completely different topic. They wanted me to talk about business, women in business. And I said, no, uh, this was an Indian function. It was a celebration of NRIs. And um, I told them that even as NRIs, even though we've come a long way in terms of, you know, what we've done in our lives and we've moved on to other countries, I still don't feel that India has progressed when it comes to looking at a woman. I mean, till today, every day, a girl child is being killed. Uh, the, we don't still celebrate the birth of a daughter. So yeah. I spoke about that. And I'm not sure how popular the topic was. Um, but I was very strong about that because I really felt that um, having gone through my own personal experience in my own marriage where I was married into a family that did not want to accept a girl child and both my, daughter, my children are daughters. I am very passionate about talking about this subject that yeah. as Indians, we are so educated. We uh, claim, you know, I mean, here we're in the Silicon Valley and we, you know, we're taking companies public and, uh, you know, wherever you go, women and, and men are doing so well. But this one area we still have not grown. And that is accepting women as equals and accepting daughters and treating them equal to sons and celebrating their life. And I just don't comprehend why families are not happy when they have four or five daughters. Because if you actually look at the track record of women, yeah. women are far more loving yeah. far more successful yeah. and you know they're gonna they're the ones that are gonna go home and take care of the parents <laughs> yes absolutely. to be honest with you they're the ones yes. and yet we're not celebrated you know no laddus are given when we are born why not there should be double laddus given when we're born and, because and, we yeah. yeah and in the in-laws place the daughter-in-law is taking care of the you know uh, the aged yes exactly yeah. Exactly. So um, I really feel that India has to progress in that part. And uh, we're still, I mean, no offense to anyone, but we still, you know, we, we worship. India is a country of so many different religions, right? There's Kalima. And yet we still don't, we, we want to celebrate and uh, pray to the goddess, but we don't want to treat the woman as the goddess. Why? <laughs> I just don't comprehend the conflict. And that's what my speech was at the House of Lords, is that we need to make that change. Every child needs to be celebrated and every girl child needs to be celebrated even more. Yes, absolutely. I have no two thoughts about it. So uh, I understand it was a difficult topic. How long ago was that? 2018. I think, okay, not too long ago. No, not I'm, too long ago. I'm sure, um, I don't know how you handled the response to that, but it would be interesting. Um, you know, it's. A, I'm the kind of personality, I don't fear, um, you know, people accept it or not. I speak my words and if you accept, great. And if you're not, I respect your opinion. I may not agree with it, 
but I will allow you to speak your opinion as I speak mine. Um, I will not allow anyone to shut me up. Absolutely not. Um, and the same way, I won't stop someone else from voicing their opinion either. So, yeah. So I also I happen to listen to your show Born to Shine, and um, uh, you know it goes without saying I'm a huge fan of your communication skills. You're so eloquent. But tell me, tell me why did you do that show and what is the outcome you were, you know, looking at? What were you, uh, what was the memorable moments from that show? So, so Born to Shine, you know, um, we were on Radio Zindagi and they wanted to bring on a show during the pandemic. All the kids were at home and we really felt that there needed to be some kind of an outlet for the children to connect with others, not yeah. just their, you know, cousins and relatives on Zoom. There had to be other connections or with just their classmates. So we brought on Conquer the Mic and we felt why not have children come on Zoom, utilize the ability now that everybody is doing Zoom, and um, that's a new way of communication. And it's still public speaking. It's still public speaking. You still have to have all the etiquette that you need. So why not give them that opportunity and platform, but at the same time, um, bring children from all around the world. And I think one of the most amazing things of that show is we actually had participants from Nigeria, South Africa, England, India, kids who were coming in from all around the world. And it was fabulous that everybody's realizing how important communication is. And I think we're now heading towards that path that parents are realizing that. And it was a wonderful connection. Um, we want to bring it back. Unfortunately, the radio station got sold. So hopefully now I'm going to bring it back on uh, YouTube. I guess YouTube is the way to go now. And that's what we're going to do. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe a podcast or, you know, we should, yes. talk, we should talk about that. And uh, yeah, I'm connected with a lot of youth community who are uh, pursuing the path of entrepreneurship. Yes. And I, I believe uh, no better mentor than yourself. <laughs> you know, in, in actual fact, my own student has started his own podcast as well. So it was quite cute. He invited me to be on his podcast. I absolutely love it when my students reach out to me. I'm the yeah. same kid. When he was two years old, I was he could barely speak. And today he's interviewing me. So it was actually wonderful, you know. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Your journey has been uh, not only inspiring to us, but totally gratifying. <laughs> I can see that in your eyes. Uh, but, you know, with that, I want to ask you uh, one question. If you look at your childhood back then and now, after all this journey uh, you've taken, what are the top three things you want to tell the parents who are raising kids? I know you gave a lot of advice or generally what, what are the top three things to surmise from your journey? You've never stopped. You've always reinvented yourself. I can see that. Um, what are some of the things you want to tell the audience uh, today? Um, let your children be children. Very important. Let them enjoy their childhood. Don't take that away from them. You know, um, we grew up, we're in a country of nothing but technology. We're in a world of technology. And I grew up playing outside, playing with my friends. Um, and, uh, you know, doing so many family things and I don't see that happening anymore. Even when you go to restaurants, everybody's sitting on their cell phone and iPads. Take those away. Um, let them be children is number one. Number two, be their coach. Be, communicate with them and listen to your child even when they're not speaking. Even when a child is not speaking, they're trying to say something to you. So stop trying to put words in their mouth. Try to understand what they're coming from. And also, it's okay for children to fall a little. I think as parents, we become very overbearing. Yes. I mean, a simple example, a child will come home and say, oh, mom, I got into a, you know, I think I'm being bullied at school. Okay. So before you jump at the kid and pick up the phone and start calling the other parent or the schools, 
find out, talk to your child exactly what's going on. Teach them how to deal with the problem. Because yeah. if you don't equip your child with the strength and the courage to be able to deal with life situations and you yes. don't let them deal with life situations, they won't be able to do it when they grow up as adults. They're going to shy away and walk away. And that is why today so many relationships break because there is no communication. And if you look at any relationship, whether it's an employer or an employee, husband, wife, brother, sister, family issues, kids, teachers, and you look at the root problem, it's all boils down to the lack of communication or yes. miscommunication. Yes. Nobody wants to listen to other people and nobody wants the other person to talk. And I think those are the biggest issues as parents, we need to start teaching our children. We need to let them talk and we need to listen to them. And sometimes even when they're not talking, their body is telling you something, pay attention, get oh, off God. your cell phones. I mean, I find it infuriating, even in the morning when parents drop off their children, you know, that little three-year-old, all they want is a hug from you and a kiss, not with you on your cell phone. Put that cell phone away and spend that moments with them, telling them how much you love them. And you know, that word, I love you, I don't know why we restrict ourselves from using it. We should say it all day long, all yes. day long. And not with cards and notes. Pick up the phone and tell people or tell them face to face how much you love them. People need to hear that, you know. Yeah. And I'm not into this texting nonsense and WhatsApp <laughs> and all this stuff. You know, it. I when, when you call me on my birthday, don't text me. When my friends text me, I say, don't text me, call me. Just takes three seconds, call me and say happy birthday. That'll make my day, not a simple text. Anyone can send a text and a Facebook message. Call me. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's really what I want parents to do is really connect with your child. Because one day you're going to be an empty nester and they're going to be gone. And then you're going to cry because you know, you have not built that foundation of relationship. And that's why so many kids will say, I don't want to stay locally. I want to go as far away as possible because they don't want to be in your home. And that's sad. That's really sad. And we hear kids say that to us all the time. Mm -hmm. No, I think uh, the last five minutes was some of the most profound uh, insights you're giving on just not not this podcast, but uh, the human race, the way it's evolved. We have yeah. stopped listening and not just verbally, even non-verbally. That's a very big, uh, that's a very big shift. And I, and I think we should bring it back. And we should. It has to be brought back, Vida. If it's not brought back, yeah. the, this whole... Uh, I don't know which way we're heading then, you know, and it's simple little things, acknowledging people, you know, even when I go to luncheons with women, um, my cell phone is away. I don't believe in selfies. I don't want to take selfies, you know, selfies mean nothing. Posting a selfie with somebody means absolutely nothing. Instead, put your phone away, get to know them. Yeah. And I recently met a young lady who is really homesick. She's just really homesick and she just wants somebody to talk to. And I told her, I said, call me anytime you want to talk. And she said, oh, everybody says that to me. And I said, no, try me. And she called me yesterday and you won't believe it. I took her call and she was surprised. And I told her, I said, I'm in a meeting. Give me 30 minutes. I'm going to call you back when I'm driving home. And I called her back and I talked to her because the, all she needed was a voice to hear and somebody to connect with. I don't know her that well, but I promised her that I would be that voice for her and keep that word. Now she could have texted me and I could have texted back. It's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. Human connection is necessary. And there's no technology that can take that away. Nothing can take away that, uh, the the voice, what you can feel in somebody's voice and their tone. Um, that's so important. Wow. I think um, this, was, this was like a goosebumps moment for me <laughs> because that's what I'm feeling with you right now. That's why I love podcasting because I hear it's yes. not, not just your voice. I can feel your soul. 
when you talk with so much passion i can feel you so uh, this is really amazing uh, so renu as i mentioned early on i want to listen to you all day because <laughs> Well, I don't think so. Ask my husband. He closes the door. He doesn't want to talk to me sometimes. <laughs> uh, you have the voice. You have the poise, the elegance, and you have a really deep message. Thank you so much, Renu, for uh, your valuable half hour here on this podcast. I know you're busy, but you came here, and this was like a really a uh, dream come true for me. They say, "Don't meet your celebrity." uh crush they will disappoint you but i was no way disappointed no i'm not a celebrity at all i'm just simple reenu a mom of two kids who uh, my daughters i absolutely love so i want to give a shout out to them shana and sheena and my uh, three amazing grandkids and that's one thing i will end with is that um, nothing like being a nanny it's the best role ever the best and if miss reenu's most favorite role is being a nanny the best role there you go uh that's a sign of humility and you told me uh you know be humble with life that's one of the um, most profound messages today on that note uh, i would like to wrap up today's podcast thank you so much renu and thank we'll you have you back thank you thank you so much take care thank you